Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty O Quarantine podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. Okay. Um, how, how are we all doing? It's, uh, it's three weeks now, and uh, for, for those of us who are in Virginia, uh, it sounds like it's going to be week three of about 13, uh, as we were just told to stay inside until not April 10th, not May 10th, but June 10th. Yes, that is a, that is a seasonal shutdown. Like, you are you are like those restaurants at the beaches that are closed for the season. We are closed for the season. But We're like a ski lodge in June. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I've been reading some books. That's that's been nice. Uh, I can get caught up on, on some magazines. I didn't read. There isn't really any news to read anymore because it's all just speculative fiction of about the coronavirus. Um, but I I have been reading another thing too is is this idea of of really immersing yourself in some other type of entertainment that is foreign to me but not to uh well actually all three of you um because you all are in the past at least bigger video game folks than than i am and i think we've talked about that before but there is a game in particular that is so hot right now um uh, Max, if you will, New York's hottest club is uh, Animal Crossing: New Horizons for the <laughs> Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yes, it's it got is. everything. It, it does have everything. Um, Kevin, I think you actually just before we recorded was it last week? You you were hot on the table. Max, I think was an early adopter. You were a little bit later, but you also purchased the game, right, Kevin? Yeah, I was a bit hesitant because historically Animal Crossing, while I've enjoyed them, they haven't been my favorite games, and I haven't thought, oh, I need to get every single new installment. But when uh, when the the governor uh, said we need to shut down everything, I figured I better run to the store and get it because I needed something to do in the next <laughs> couple of months. <laughs> I needed – see, that's the key right there. It's I needed something to do. Uh, Sean, I think that there are certain types of video games that are – I mean, like Mario Kart or, or, or Smash Brothers; those aren't necessarily something to do. But I think this is a different, a different tag of game where it's something to do, but the doing is is long running, kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's the distinction. I would not, I wouldn't agree with you that Mario Kart or Super Smash Brothers isn't something to do. It's yeah, just right. those are those are good things to do with your friends in the same room over beers for 90 minutes and then everyone's kind of tired of Mario Kart for a little while. Fair. But which are not the times we live in. <laughs> exactly. We don't do that anymore, so you could either I think at this point if you're going to be playing video games, you could either still, you know, you could be one of the last remaining like Call of Duty online multiplayer heads. <sighs> And be, you know, running around on a battlefield getting sniped by, you know, Bosnian eight-year-olds who 
call you racial slurs that they don't even understand. Or you could dive into some sort of story-based game. Uh, and so one of the places that I want to get off first is um, this isn't either of those things. <laughs> it's nothing. That's, it's, that's this right. is the Seinfeld of video games, right? Wow, that's a great way to describe it. it like, why? Yeah. Why? So, Can someone explain to me, and certainly to Pierce, and honestly to Emily, because she's been asking, why does this even exist? Yeah, so I, I'm going to read a tweet, and I'm, I'll credit M. Nate Shyamalan. This is pretty good. It's a, it's a back and forth between Nintendo and me, and this kind of <laughs> sums it up pretty well. So Nintendo says, so you hate doing chores, right? I say, Totally. And Nintendo says, and you hate working a job? And I say, so much. And Nintendo says, what if you did it all while hopelessly in debt to a capitalist raccoon? And I say, will it be cute? And Nintendo <laughs> says, so cute. And I say, then I'll do it for 20,000 hours. <laughs> so I, I think that I think that the pointlessness is is kind of the whole, the whole draw there. Uh, I mean, we'll get into what this is, but... If you tell me I have a lot of time to fill, we have a lot of time to fill right now. I am limited in what I can do. I do have access to my TV and I can sit in front of it. I don't necessarily want stress. The world is stressful enough. Something that is empty, just cotton candy, but can go on forever. I mean, you can you can do Mario Kart and you can race around and race around, but that could get just too numbing and you could get bored. Whereas this this type of nothingness it sounds like it's a draw because it can go on forever. Is that part of it? Well, and at the other end of the spectrum, you there are also like really kind of immersive games that have, uh, you know, a, a propulsive narrative that you have to move forward and you have to like they're very task based. Like I think about like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, frankly, even something like Red Dead Redemption you know, mm -hmm. is kind of in the middle because there is this main story that you work through over the course of the game, but it's an open world, much like how Grand Theft, the Grand Theft Auto games are. And you can kind of drift around and do side things that are not intrinsic to the central story. But Animal Crossing seems to just be all, you know, all side quests. Yeah, there's this uh, a big, like for example, a big part of Animal Crossing is just walking around and finding these weeds in the ground and just pressing the X button to pick the weed up. And when you start, there are like a thousand of them around, and you just walk around and you press the X button a thousand times and you pick up a weed, and then you go and sell them to someone. And it's just, it's when, when you think about it <laughs> from an outside perspective, it. <laughs> It sounds pointless, but that's kind of... There's so much comfort in it that it's so fun. There, there's a slight yes, premise here. You're you're on a deserted island, and you're living there, and you're building the island up into some sort of town. So you want to clean it and make it your own, whether that's picking weeds or planting new trees or chopping down old trees or fishing in the nearby pond. It's very soothing. So, so this whole game is premised around people being you know blissfully happy doing chores and yard work which leads me to my next question 
at what point in in the game does like the sun go down and it turns into the furry purge? Because so the clearly, game is set in real time, so the sun goes down when it goes. You set it to your sure. own time. But what, what I'm saying is, if the the core game is all these people that are are walking around claiming to be blissfully happy, doing nothing but like picking weeds, there's obviously a darker side to this. So when does it turn into the purge? I don't. I don't think it does, Kevin. You've played in. I've never played an Animal Crossing game before this. No. So really, you kind of just check in every day. You have new people. You have new neighbors move in, and they move out when they get bored. I mean, by neighbors, I mean these are you know CPUs. They're, they're CPUs. They're not yeah. real people. You don't. You don't really interact with other people unless you you unless, do this online I thing. I have um, multiple people playing on my but, island. I will. Say. I mean, the, the 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 neighbors are always very friendly. Um, nothing bad ever happens. The game is very very low stress. And there's and, not like a there's not like a secret fight club or anything. No, there's no secret fight club. There's a museum that you can donate fossils to. So, um, but the the dark side really happens it. if the dark side it. is so you stop playing for um, you kind of get bored eventually. That's how these things work. And then you, you stop playing for three months, and then you say, "Well, let me." Oh, I feel like checking out my Animal Crossing town again. And then you go back in three months. You haven't played it, and there are weeds everywhere, and everything looks terrible. Mm. And you're like, "Oh, I guess I'm done with Animal Crossing." Yeah. So, so the way you've just described it there with like picking up weeds and you have your area, a, another game that I didn't play, but I understood people enjoyed it. So this is, you take out the online aspect and then it's like a low risk world of Warcraft. Like you can build up your space and it gets better and better and you are a better neighbor, but just in that you have this, this open map and you, you go through it. Is that is that what it is? It's just a low stress wow. War's but, in the name, dude. That is such a bad comparison. Yeah. <laughs> low stress. You take out the war. It's just craft. It's world of craft. World Pierce of weed craft. Um, I, I I've heard no. you picking up weeds. Okay. Well, I, I I guess what I find interesting here is uh, is that this is a game that and in, in, in this day and age there are so many things that are are online games. Um, this one that that is very appealing to people is one that is uh, it, it sounds like there's an online component but not a lot of people are doing it it really is you by yourself um, why might that be appealing right now as opposed to something that is more online or is online well I think for, oh, yeah. Go ahead. for me one one thing that does make it appealing is that it's well, it's it's a very polished game. It's a long running series that I played for a while. But the big thing, the big reason I got this one was because I thought it was something that um, the person that I'm living with would also enjoy. So it's something that we can do together mm-hmm. with our time together, and you know, things to, uh, uh-huh. yeah, just more things to do together since we're gonna be spending a lot of time with each other. Yeah, and I will warn you, Kevin, that um, so you get one private island per Switch console. So it's it's if you are playing with someone in your home, like Bridget and I play, uh, we're on the same island. So you can't have your own islands. You have to play on the same island. Wow. So there could be some uh, can, like tension uh, competing for those those resources. You got to figure out where tension on the island stops and tension in your apartment begins. <laughs> yes. 
Um, there is an online aspect to it. I mean, I have a, a fairly large group of friends that are playing it, and so you can travel to, you can fly to each other's islands. Um, when you're at each other's islands, uh, can you all of a sudden now interact and play games with your friends? No, but you can <laughs> steal their resources so, and fish their fish. <laughs> so that's a really, that that brings me to something, a uh, question about. Uh, what you've described is it's a non-competitive game. Which, for a game to be non-competitive, I think that's in the name game in some ways. So, so is is that part of it too? Is that I mean, maybe that's what takes the stress away—the lack of competition. Is that pretty appealing? For me, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. There's really no competition. I mean, you can you're really kind of working either with the people on your island or even working with your friends online. I know the fruit trade is pretty lucrative. Um, my island is an orange island. So oranges aren't worth very much, but I grow lots of them. But if Kevin mm. is on a cherry island, I have apples. Uh, he has apples, so so oranges are probably worth a lot on Kevin's island. So I could fly to Kevin's island and bring him lots of oranges, and he could make lots of money, or I could, and then he could come to my island and, and trade his cherries. Um, What's the carbon you know, footprint while these to the flights real, are taking? Real life. Well, we're just probably not up, great. We're making up for the flights that are not being taken in the. Well, uh, we're planting so many trees. <laughs> yeah, for every for every uh, for every flight you take in Animal Crossing, United gets like one one trillionth of a cent. They actually probably get like a million dollars from <laughs> the federal government, but oh, yeah. god damn it! Oh. But, no, uh, they don't. The CEO gets it, but that's a uh, that's a thing for a different time. Um, so, all right, so this is a non-competitive game. That, that kind of has no end in mind except for feeding your time. Um, I, I, I do know, you know, Sean, you mentioned Red Dead Redemption. That is a game I've read about as as one that people are also filling their time with. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Max, you are someone who plays has played Civilization VI before and has really enjoyed it. Um, you know, Kevin, I know that, what is it, Zelda Breath of the Wild, that came out when the Switch came out and is another mm-hmm. game that is totally immersive kind of changes the way video games are in some ways because you can just climb up anything and go anywhere are those games not as appealing to you right now or or because they are very different i mean where is that how you would want to fill your time next or do you think something like animal crossing is right for this moment kevin you can answer that first yeah so i think that um the first thing I'd say is I think part of the reason that Animal Crossing is having a moment is that it's kind of a right game at the right time thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you go when you go to an example like uh, Breath of the Wild, that is a truly remarkable game and it's pretty much universally considered such. So, if Breath of the Wild happened to have come out at the same time Animal Crossing did, then I think it would be Animal Crossing times a thousand right now. But Are you sure? I do think that well. I do think that, again, part of the thing that makes Animal Crossing appealing is that it is so agreeable. So if everyone who's kind of, you know, maybe living together, they can all kind of get into it, whereas Breath of the Wild is more of a single-player experience. Yeah. I mean, we we bought Animal Crossing because all these people, all my friends were like, oh, you gotta get it, you gotta get it. I never played it. We figured, we're stuck in quarantine, we might as well. The first hour, Bridget and I were sitting next to each other, we are like, I don't get it. Why are we doing? Why are we playing this game? What is the point? Fast forward ten hours, and you know we're competing over <laughs> trees and rocks. Um, I, I think there is. I think Kevin does have a point that I think the timing is is critical here, 
but I think the mass appeal overtakes that, and um, yeah. something about having a game that's like literally not competitive at all, and yeah. also doesn't yeah. like it's a great game to kind of pick up and play for ten minutes, but you can also kind of somehow play for hours at a time. I don't even know where the time goes. I mean, you, but you can. So yeah, when... the, the fact that there's no stress is just, it's very nice right now because yeah. there's a lot of stress. So uh, and. You know, we talked about low stress. We talked about non-competitive. Kevin, you mentioned agreeable. And, you know, Sean, I would ask you, because as, as we're recording, I see that ESPN, as they're really pulling at straws, uh, they're going to have NBA players playing uh, NBA 2K on TV live. Um, you know, the, the idea of agreeability, the thing I wrote down in thinking about that is, is skill level. What has been described as Animal Crossing is a also a no-skill game. And when you say agreeability, mass appeal, I think that that uh, is one thing we is. haven't mentioned, and that must be part of it. Oh, for sure. It's, it's something that has no learning curve, so you can pick it up really easily. And, and that's that gives it real mass appeal. But I think for a lot of people, especially with, you know, especially with all the sports canceled, uh, you know, I, I think there are all there's a really big chunk of people for whom a, a non-competitive low to no skill game is like super duper, not what they want. Um, I, I know yeah. that, you know, I mean, I, I don't have my PlayStation with me. It's in, uh, it's in Maryland and apparently their stay at home order is indefinite and they've talked about using the police to enforce it. So nice. Uh, sorry, rather they've talked about using jail time to enforce it, um, <laughs> potentially. So I don't really think I can go make a supply run just for that because uh, I'm not, I'm not going. You know, I'm not going to the clink to play FIFA. Uh, but that's more like <laughs> I. I think for me, that's more what I would be, kind of looking to fill the gap with hmm yeah I, and i i think that i have to purchase this as as someone and this is not going to happen because you can't order anything online right now that's not medical supplies basically which is good but if i really wanted to dig in and it was like well i'm saving all this money by not going out and buying food so i'm gonna go get you know buy my infrastructure and get a switch or something like that what would be appealing to me and on the one hand, something that's low skill and low stress seems like it would be very appealing. You can play it with the people you're living with. Um, at the same time, because there is this dearth of anything competitive that I'm viewing, and I'm not going out and playing pickup basketball, or you know, I'm not going and playing board games with folks, maybe you do need that adrenaline rush and making sure you still have, have a pulse. Uh, so that is, that is certainly appealing, too. Uh, but of course there's, there's the, um, very real, uh, you know, breakdown of how much do these games cost? That is a question that I don't know the answer to, but obviously you all would. $60 for a new game these days. It do big. But there, there, uh, there have been some, you know, there have been some deals and some sales, not so much on the new stuff. Uh, but I mean, speaking of immersive kind of single person games that really changed the world of gaming you know went on sale recently that emily bought and has been very into the sims mm. 
you know i i think there i I think there's certainly something appealing in this time to being able to create a world that's not totally fucked by a global pandemic Mm -hmm. um you know that would be really nice yeah (laughs) i was actually gonna compare animal crossing to the sims um yeah except that the sims allows you to create pandemics that animal crossing doesn't (laughs) (laughs) but i mean i I think there's something I, i think there's something to you know for some people maybe you want something to immerse yourself in alone but i mean we're all spending a lot of time alone or or even just you know kind of cooped up with you know a small number of people so you know i guess for me i think i would be looking maybe to gaming more as an outlet for like a way to have some more contact with people outside of the walls like there's only so many mm-hmm. Zoom happy hours you can do. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to, you know, uh, there's something there. I, th- I imagine there's something that would be even a tad soothing in this time about hearing those <laughs> racial epithets from uh, a, a Slavic preteen as he shoots you in the head on a <laughs> Call of Duty. Just, you know, Maybe. reaching out yeah. and finding other people in the world. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should maybe we should check back in in like three weeks and see if we're still playing Animal Crossing or if we've yeah. all switched to. We're all just yeah. playing Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> or or just yeah, this would be a time for basically yeah Mario Party, but online with with your friends. I'm surprised that that is not the thing that we're all that would be great uh, coalescing around. I would love um, that. I don't have a console to play it on though. Not neither neither do I. Uh, so so it goes. Yeah, so it goes. Okay. Uh, do we do we have anything else that we want to get to on the subject of Animal Crossing? Um, well, I I did see that there was someone or who said that they couldn't have their real person wedding, so they had a wedding in Animal Crossing to celebrate. They made a nice aisle and had a lot of flowers and stuff. That was very sweet. I'm thinking that's going to be me on like week ten of thirteen for the the quarantine. Um, hmm. I'm I'm a little worried for the people that are there already. Uh, if I'm, if I'm being honest, just, just a little bit, but yeah, that's all, that's all I got on animal crossing. Unless you have any more questions. Um, I don't really understand the point of the game. It doesn't make any sense. And yet I can't wait to check in on my Island for the day and see how my (laughs) fruit trees are growing and make sure that my neighbors are having a great time. It's going to be the first thing I do after I eat dinner. Yeah. Amazing. I, I, yeah, I think what we're ultimately getting at is that my my opening question was why, and uh, the the answer really seems to be fuck you. It doesn't ma- it does, fuck you. It Tiger doesn't matter. King. That's why. Yeah, yeah. there's one and season of Tiger King. That's right. And it, and if you at least <laughs> want a taste, I would say I would encourage you to uh, if you're wanting some music while you work, just YouTube search relaxing Animal Crossing music, and just enjoy it while you work it's great i read that wikipedia entry for the the series before we started this and there was a a brief there was a line in there about uh there was a, a brief controversy uh with the music industry claiming that nintendo was advocating music piracy <laughs> because one of the characters wants to like give you a song for free <laughs> just 
And that, that I think was all, I think that was the sentence that I read that let me know that there wasn't going to be a nice clean answer to the question of why. <laughs> why? Because none of this matters. That's why. <laughs> so cool. Uh, all right. Now I, now I feel like I, I kind of understand that there's not really anything to understand with Animal Crossing. Uh, but at the same time, you know, if it's if it's helping you get through this time, then that's really great because it's kind of a shitty time and we all need something to help get us through. Uh, I know for me, what gets me through is Pierce's weekly apologies. So let's move on to Pierce's sorry. Did we not already have it with the world of weedcraft? <laughs> <laughs> world, of, world of weedcraft, essential or not, I don't know. Um but it, no, in, in the spirit of that, I, I think one thing that has probably been established here today is my not understanding games, certainly games that I've never played before, which is kind of reasonable, uh, not understanding a game you haven't played. But in any case, I'm reminded of, of one of the first times I played Spades, which is, I believe, with Sean and Max, you were both there. And this is, this is especially relevant for a couple different reasons, but I realized that one of the first times I played Spades, and I think Sean, you and Max were on, uh, you were on the same, same team, and uh, I was on the team with a different person, and uh, I did not fully understand the rules. So at one point during the game, I did what you should never do in Spades, which is... Renee. Yes. So I did that, <clears throat> and the... But I'm not sorry for doing that. You know, you don't understand the rules of the game. What I'm, what I'm apologizing for this week is, is I realize that, that the person I was playing with um, uh, you know, really was upset but dealt with it in a very positive way that made me learn what I had done wrong but also made me feel better about it um, you know, and really kind of coached me through it. And I am hopeful and I'm potentially sorry this week because I hope that that interaction alone did not spur anyone to make any career choices based on how they dealt with me not understanding spades. So, oh, my so, God. So wow. for future, future people that receive that type of advice, um, you know, I hope that, that there has been growth because teaching someone – how to do the right thing in spades is not the same as teaching them how to do the right thing in life. Oh my God. Well, okay. So tune in next week when Pierce apologizes for not explaining what reneging in spades is, um, after making it a key point in his story. Um, it's not, it's not important. <laughs> I didn't understand the rules. Someone explained the rules and now someone is going to explain the rules more broadly to many people, hopefully. Jesus. And, and I, <laughs> and I hope, you're awful for this and one. I hope this, and is, I this hope, is bad I, I hope there has been growth if not I am concerned oh so, god why why did you do that it's my fault it's it's my fault it is my fault for not knowing the rules to space <laughs> that all of this has happened oh okay uh well we'll I guess we'll we'll now try to recover from that and close the show with a big idea from pop culture as we do. Um, and, you know, I, I, I have not been taking in a ton of new culture over the last week or so. I talked about some of the things that I've been reading uh, last week, but mostly the last several days have been kind of barreling through a lot of episodes of a bright, sunny, positive show called Law and Order Special Victims Unit. 
<laughs> um, so instead, uh, what I will uh, what I will shout out this week is that uh, I am about to be older. This is the last episode that's going to come out before uh, before the you know the calendar resets on me, and uh, I. I made a, a move that I, I think has proven that I'm finally maturing and, and some might even say becoming an adult, uh, which is that um, I both purchased for myself and asked people who were uh, coming to me for ideas for stuff that they could get me for my birthday, uh, New Balance shoes. Uh, and... Honestly, my feet have never been happier. So the uh, the dad shoe revolution has begun. Uh, you know, I got a pair that's just you know that's kind of fun. You know, has an array of colors, but I also got a pair that's just kind of like you know that real basic kind of medium gray with you know accents of slightly lighter gray. And honestly, I, I have a feeling I'm going to wear those shoes like six days a week for the next four years. And it's going to be great. So I'm embracing I'm embracing the fact that I guess I just have dad feet. So you know, I didn't know that you were such a big uh, Kawhi Leonard fan. You know, it's uh, like, like, like one of our friends who bought himself some Allbirds. I'm, I'm not really... I'm not really here for the endorsements. Uh, I'm just, I'm just here so I don't get fined, uh, and, and really, I'm I'm here so I don't shred my feet in slip-on vans anymore, uh, because it's seeming like an increasingly untenable way to live my life. You know, anyway. I've had New Balances for years because they were cool, but I don't know what you bought. Um, I mean, we'll. I, I mean, I look. I remember. I remember when I was in middle school. I remember the, the, uh, the cooler kids, having, you know, similar shoes to what I just received in the mail today. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, that that's fine. I don't I don't care. That's not that's not why that's not why I have them. I didn't I didn't get them because of those kids who I was in like seventh grade with. That's not the point. I'm trying to take care of my body. I'm certainly not doing a good job taking care of it in other ways during quarantines. You know, <laughs> that's, that's fine. I'm in yeah, full we'll, hobo we'll, mode, but but we'll, at we'll least a, I'm in shoes with some art support. So we'll do a we'll do a special video edition where we go over what New Balances are cool and what are not. Yeah, we will. La, we will absolutely not. A la do that. the old uh, uh, Top Gear board where they had cool and not cool cars. Under no circumstances will we do that. Uh, what we will do is say that that is the end of the show. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Pretty OK Pod or at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the show on your podcast app and device of choice. If you do that, please leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Stay safe. Thanks for listening. When you've gotten what you want There's nothing left to want You don't know what you want